Right. I remember hearing that song for the first time at a worship conference in Phoenix back in the early 90s. And I said, I've got to bring that song home. And we've been singing it ever since. It is just a wonderful, powerful uh, song of praise there that uh, just begins to put Almighty God in perspective and how our lives are just a, a response uh, of thanksgiving to all the blessings that God pours into our lives and especially through our Savior, who we hear from again today, seventh Sunday after Pentecost. And remember the Pentecost uh, events set the growth of the church in motion. That's why we're green, and that's why the last couple of Sundays we're talking about growing, uh, actually, seeds and weeds and wheat and the like today. So, um, and the whole idea is that we're growing as well. We're growing in our faith. We're growing in our uh, desire to spread that, uh, spread that seed, spread that word, stand tall among the weeds uh, as wheat and children of God. And let his love uh, beam out, radiate out from us. So I'm really glad you're here, and I'm blessed to see Linda with us this morning. It, you know, it is so hard to, to think that it's been months and months and months that uh, we've been uh, in this cloud, uh, and still pretty foggy out there. It's going to be for a while, but uh, we are going to continue to, to worship uh, as, uh, as you faithfully uh, join us. Leadership uh, to lead us, uh, and if it doesn't work out, we, you know, on a Sunday for you, we will have our online services uh, indefinitely as, as well. So there's still perhaps a uh, half of the congregation that has not returned. They understandably uh, health issues and discomfort uh, um, and discomfort uh, issues are, are keeping some uh, at home, but we do have the, the service online. And my request of you, as it's been all along, is to look after each other, okay? And as you look around, and you know that there's brothers and sisters that six months ago were here, and for reasons uh, related to the virus, aren't anymore, and, and please reach out to them. Please make contact and, uh, and keep the body strong until we're back uh, as a family uh, together in worship. Um, those are kind of the announcements for the day. Uh, we're not going to rerun all of the restrictions and laws and whatnot, but we will have you leave out to the fireside room if, uh, if that uh, wasn't something that you remember. You come in back there, you go out, out here. It's one of the things we need to do. And without anything further, let's worship. And look out on the beautiful family of God and remember the blessings of our baptism into the family of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Join me please in our call to worship. The earth is the Lord's everything in creation belongs to God. This is the hour for worship and song. Lift up your voice. Praise the Lord with all your heart. And our opening prayer together. God of all creation, everything that you have made lifts his voice praise you in all your glory. Let this hour of worship be given to praise your glory. This morning in our gospel, we'll be talking about they went out and sowed a field and they put good seed. And I remember as I read it, I thought, I can't remember how this ends. As I read on, I was thankful that the good Lord didn't just go out and tell him to pull it all up and start new. He said, no, leave the good seed with the weeds. Sometimes don't you feel like the good seed's in the weeds? He is faithful until the end, because when at the end of the story comes around, he says, go out and gather them, both the weeds and the good seed and separate them. He is so faithful, even unto the end. Faithful one, so one. 
absolutely perfect week for the last six days. Flawless, perfection, all good thoughts, all good words. No. Probably not. Because we're human beings and we stumble and we fall and we sin and we have the blessing of bringing those failures to the Lord each and every Sunday and leave them there so that we do get to start over. Would you join me in our prayer of confession, please? Holy God, as we come into the presence of your divine holiness, we confess our many shortcomings. By your mercy, O God, give us hands that are clean, hearts that are pure, tongues that are true, and souls that worship you alone. That our whole lives may glorify you. Amen. Having made that confession, we are blessed with the wonderful words of forgiveness. All who seek God and who have set your heart and hope on Jesus Christ, hear this good news. We have received forgiveness of sins. According to the riches of God's grace, as forgiven and beloved children of God, let us set our hope on Christ and live for the praise of his glory. Amen. Amen. It's time now to turn and wave to your friends and family. And also to notice who's not here. We have... Uh, <laughs> Almost the same size of people. We have 40 people checking out our our YouTube and our homepage and watching the service. So know that there are people here and there are people there who both need your love and your your support. Welcome to worship this morning. Penny's on her way to lead us in the first two readings from Scripture for this uh, seventh Sunday after Pentecost. Thank you. Beside me there is no God. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. Beside me there is no God. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me. Since I am appointed an ancient people, let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told them, told you from an old and declared, from of old and declared it, and you are my witnesses? Is there a God beside me? There is no rock. I know not any. This is the word of the Lord. Hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes 
for what he sees. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for what is for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us with our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Thank you, Betty. Dylan and Ricky and who's on your right there, Dylan? Savannah. Excuse me? Savannah. Savannah with a haircut. Hi, Savannah. Looks great. Okay. Hey, have you guys ever tried to plant anything? Uh, did you ever do the little thing in elementary school where you put the bean seed in the Dixie cup and put it on the windowsill? Did it grow? You know, all by itself in that little cup, it's pretty, pretty well guaranteed it's going to grow up to water, right? In the sun there. Um, but is that the way it works when you plant a garden? That it's absolutely there, each plant by itself, no weeds to be found? No, the weeds show up pretty quick, don't they? Yeah. In fact, you uh, have to work a whole lot harder at growing the plant than you do the weeds, right? Ever planted weeds? You don't have to, do you? They just come up. They just come up. And when Jesus teaches uh, our story today that I'm going to read in a minute, he's talking about weeds growing up with the good crop, and they kind of grew up together. And that's a picture of the world, because in the world there is both good and bad, right? But the way the story ends is that uh, Jesus assures us that God's going to get it all sorted out. So we don't have to, right? Even though we might be tempted to, we don't have to. So the story for today that I'm uh, entitling Seeds and Weeds or Weeds and Seeds, I'm not sure how that, how that uh, came around, which one first. But... In Matthew chapter 13, we have the parable of the weeds. And if you'd stand as you're able, please. These are the words of Jesus. And we read the, the, the telling of the parable, and then later on Jesus explains it. But in Matthew 13, beginning with verse 24, Jesus put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds also appeared. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So his servant said to him, then, do you want us to go gather them? But he said, no, lest in gathering the weeds, you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. And then the explanation of the parable, verse 36 and following. Then Jesus left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. And Jesus answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. And the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the close of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers 
throw them into a fiery furnace. In that place there will be gnashing and weeping and suffering, but the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears, let him hear. And this is the gospel of our Lord. Would you pray with me, please? Gracious God, may our hearts and our minds be open to your words this morning so that we receive what you are offering us, put into practice what you are teaching us, and that we find life and all hope in what you promise us. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you this morning from God our Father, from our loving, risen, and ascended Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm guessing that some of you have heard this uh, parable before uh, and are familiar with it, or at least um, remember having heard it. And rather than reread the whole thing, having just shared it with you, we've got the opportunity to hear Jesus tell a story as well as hear Jesus explain the meaning of the story, just like last week, if you were here. So on we go. Back in uh, mid-April, excuse me, <coughs> right after things kind of got closed down and didn't really know what uh, was going to happen next, I flew to Minnesota to spend uh, time with my mom. 89th birthday, good time to get out of town, um, so went back to Minnesota as did both of my brothers. I had a brother who lives in Minnesota, but my brother from Arizona flew up, and so we were all together, and the fact that all three brothers, we're in our 60s now, well, we did what old people do. We sat around and talked about the good old days. And since our good old days as uh, brothers all go back to our farm, there was a lot of fat to be chewed about cows, about crops, and about really, really cold weather in which to carry out all of that farming. And at one point, <clears throat> we discussed uh, what we felt was our least favorite of the many, many chores back in the good old days. And it was interesting that, that, that all three of us landed on the, on the same two things that we hated to do. All three of us. And it wasn't pitching manure, you know, or baling hay in a hundred degree heat all day. The two things that we hated to do, in the first place, pulling weeds in the soybean fields in the summer. Out there pulling weeds hours and hours and hours. And the second thing that we hated to do was in the winter. And that was cleaning the harvested soybeans for planting in the spring. And so weeding those fields, and again, we got out there as soon as the, the soybeans were high enough to develop in rows, there came the weeds, and so we were out there. It was hot, it was hard, it was seemingly endless. And when we got done with one field, across the road to the next one, and then sure enough, by the time we got done with that one, this one had weeds again, so back. Hated, absolutely hated weeding beans, all of us. And then there was cleaning those soybean seeds. In the winter, which had us sitting on five-gallon buckets around this makeshift bean bin. And my dad would pour these harvested beans into this bin, and we would have to meticulously take out twigs and pods and husks, any debris whatsoever, bushel after bushel after bushel, until there was enough super clean soybean seeds to safely put through the planter for the coming spring season. 
And so weeding crops and cleaning seeds. Bottom of the list for the things that uh, we did on the farm. But it also, for me, led right into today's Matthew 13 farming parable from Jesus. That was all about, and is all about, weeds and seeds. So again this week, we hear and see Jesus use the very effective teaching tool of storytelling. In the Bible terminology, we call them parables. And if you were here last week, we, we read about a man planting seeds. This, this, uh, this parable had the seeds compared or depicted as, as the Word of God going out. And today we've got another man planting seeds. Only today the planting of seeds depicts the world condition as it is. Now in good quality control fashion like my dad, the farmer in Jesus' parable here in verse 27 planted good, clean seed. But we read that the farmer had an enemy who came by night in verse 25 and he scattered a, a nasty, noxious weed seed all over that good field. So eventually when the crop grew, what else grew? Those nasty, noxious weeds. And seeing that contamination, verse 26, the farmer's servants who planted the seeds in the first place, planted that good crop in the first place, well, they want to take matters into their own hands very literally and go yank up those threatening weeds. But the wise and experienced farmer, fearing that the good crop would be da damaged if they did it, the way they wanted to, he says, no. No, let's wait till the harvest. Let's wait till both grow to maturity at such a point where there will finally be a clear distinction between the good and the bad, the wheat and the weeds. Mm -hmm. And the all-wise farmer says, then I will deal with both of them in my way at that time. Now the picture that Jesus is painting here, as he mentions in his explanation, it's the world. It's a picture of the world. And breaking it down, in the world there are good and there are bad, right? Yeah. Verse 38 describes the good as being the children of God's kingdom. And that same verse also describes the bad as being sons of the evil one. Now the good, the wheat in our parable, represent those in a blessed relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And the bad, the weeds, they represent sin and those influenced by evil. The good walk with God. The bad fight against God and against all things good. And this battle has been going on since the fall into sin way back in the Garden of Eden. Evil contaminates. Evil entices the selfishness in the human heart. And evil is behind all things hurtful and greedy and deceptive. Is it any wonder that the farmer's servants kind of wanted to help God go out there and get rid of all those evil weeds and all of that evil influence? Isn't that kind of an instinct? Is don't get that bad stuff out of there. But what Jesus is saying in this parable, in light of those servants who wanted to take matters into their own hands, Jesus is saying humanity 
is in no position to judge. Humanity is in no position to judge. You see, humanity can't judge a person's heart. Humanity can't really know another person's faith. And so we leave those judgments up to God. And we step back. Now as to the reference to the harvest here in verse 40, Jesus calls it the close of the age. It's, it's the end of time when all lives and hearts and faith will be perfectly laid open and revealed. Mm -hmm. At which time Jesus points out what God has in store for mm -hmm. weeds and for wheat. Mm -hmm. And it's fire. And it's glory. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Jesus is trying to scare us here with that. As much as he is trying to reassure us that in the end all things painful all things sinful will be taken away will be completely removed from us and the righteous faithful verse 43 will shine mm -hmm. will shine in their glorious presence in the kingdom thankful we can be that we are among those righteous, faithful, all by the grace of God. You see, figuratively, we are, all of us, weeds. We're the weeds. We're controlled by sin, but God so loved the world. God so loved the world that he sent Jesus to rescue us, to forgive us, and to transform us through his sacrificial death on our behalf and his glorious and victorious resurrection unto eternal life. And in, in doing so, he redeemed us and he renewed us so that we can and will live each and every day with the certainty that heaven is But while we're still like wheat growing here in the world, let's surround ourselves. Let's be proactive and surround ourselves with those things that protect us and strengthen us, like God's Word, like corporate worship, and like the fellowship that only exists among other believers, celebrating the blessing of our salvation and the promise, the daily promise that we live by of eternal paradise. Weeds among the weeds, that's an ugly reality of this world. But may we stand tall as those who are children of the kingdom, standing tall, rising above those influences around us, and letting the light of God's saving grace shine in every direction, as individual disciples and as a congregation. May this be so. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And now may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, may this peace keep our hearts, our minds, our lives. In Christ Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Amen. As you know, our offering plates are off to the side as you go through. And when you exit to this side, you can drop them in.
Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus and to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise and to know the safe the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I Trust him more. I'm so glad I've learned to trust the precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that thou art with me, will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus.
switchboard and the video uh, button. And uh, as we go, um, we go as wheat. We go as the righteous. We go as those blessed with the promise of eternity. And we owe that opportunity to, to stand tall in our world uh, with the light of God's grace. Shared with each other, shared with the um, family, neighbors, strangers, and that can be done uh, with your eyes, with your gestures. So please, please be be uh, good wheat out there. Um, we're gonna have you leave through here. Uh, and again, thank you for your patience in writing out the you know the restrictions and regulations and all that sort of thing. Uh, and pray, pray, pray that this get a get a handle on it uh, on itself. This whole virus thing, and that we can be um, returning more and more uh, to a, a normal way of life, a normal way of worship, a normal way of interacting with uh, with other human beings, other human beings. But be smart, be smart. Take personal responsibility, and uh, again. Go with, uh, with God's blessing, with God's grace, and uh, reach out to those that uh, aren't here. If I heard it correctly... See you all and go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks. 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 Thanks.